You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, welcome to our live YouTube channel where we're doing devotions to get you into God's Word. Today we're going to be in Nehemiah chapter 5. I said 15, but I think I actually want to do 14 through 19. This subject of generosity. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I actually have a few podcasts, a Sunday uh, service where we do long messages going through the book of Exodus and books of the Bible. Uh, we as a church have gone through 27 books of the Bible, I believe, so far, which is awesome. Uh, I do these live devotionals, and then I also do another podcast for leaders, encouraging and equipping church leaders, and I'm actually walking through Nehemiah leadership principles and then interviewing my dad. You can check out that podcast and ministry at eeleaders.com, eeleaders.com. Uh, download that podcast. It's audio. There's a lot of leadership principles and stuff for you, and I wanted to share uh, a lesson that I put together for that podcast and uh, just thought I would share it with you because I just was so struck by the generosity of Nehemiah and just has been thinking about this as being a leader to uh, live a generous life. You know, I believe that God made us in his image and God is the most generous person we could know. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave. You know, we actually thrive when we live in uh, a generosity, when we live and have a generous spirit. I like what John MacArthur said. He said about this, God made all of his creation to give. He made the sun, the moon, the stars, the clouds, the earth, the plants to give. He also designed his supreme creation, man, to give. But fallen man is the most reluctant giver in all of God's creation. Uh, because of our flesh, because of the sin nature, we struggle to walk in the ways of God, to trust him uh, in certain things. And I think um, generosity is one of those areas where we sometimes have a tendency to not trust God well, with our finance, uh, with our life and finances, we actually trust uh, the God of Mammon or possessions or money for that. And uh, was looking at Nehemiah's leadership, and just saw how he was a generous leader. And if he is a generous leader and a godly leader, we should follow in footsteps like of Nehemiah, and especially a person like Jesus, because he was the most generous person, gave up all of his uh, rights in heaven to actually lay down his life for us and gave uh, so much so that he shed his own blood. Uh, you know, at the end of our life, we're not going to think about all the cool cars we had, the money, the function, uh, the laptops, all that different stuff. Uh, most people at the end of their life, they boil down to things of relationship and love, right? I have a right relationship with God. Uh, the regrets are, I wish I would spend more time with my family, love, uh, you know, it's it's about these things. And too often times we get deceived by money because we emphasize the physical, the possessions, and it's truly not about that. Uh, I like what Corey Tinboon said. She said, the measure of a life after all is not its duration, but its donation. Uh, we were meant for a generous life. Uh, and so I just want to read this passage to you and pull out some principles of encourage us to be generous with our finances. Now, we can be generous with our words, and we should. Proverbs say the life and death are found in the tongue. So when you're around people, you want to give, be generous with your words, words of encouragement. We want to be generous with our time. Uh, you know, as people, God has granted us a, a lot of time here on this earth and we are to invest it wisely be filled with the spirit and just invest in time and in the leadership principle i talk about these two other things as well uh, for time's sake we don't have all of the time to talk about it but i think as we read this text you'll see one of the main ways that we are generous is through a monetary financial contribution to uh 
to worship God through that. And it's just a beautiful way that uh, we're able to bless and serve and uh, love people. And so Nehemiah chapter four or chapter five, verse 14 through 19, it says, moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah from the 12th, uh, 20th year to the 30, uh, second year of Artaxerxes, the king, 12 years, neither I not, uh, nor my brothers ate the food allowance of the governor. So he's saying for 12 years, we had this right to do something, have this allowance for food, but I didn't do it. He says, the former governors who were before me laid heavy burdens on the people and took from them for their daily ration, 40 shekels of silver. Even their servants lorded it over the people, but I did not do so. Why, he says, because of the fear of the Lord. It was worship to, to Nehemiah to be generous. I also preserved, persevered in the work on this wall and we acquired no land and all my servants were gathered there for the work. Moreover, there were about at my table, 150 men, Jews and officials besides those who came to us from the nations that were around us. He's giving a picture of what this generosity looked like 150 people feeding them. It's a, a big deal. Now what was prepared at my expense for eat uh, that that was prepared at my expense for each day was one ox, six choice sheep and birds and every 10 days all kinds of wine in abundance. Yet for all this I did not demand the food allowance of the governor because of the service uh, the service was too heavy on this people. Again that generous spirit that serving other people, blessing people with finances. Remember my good, oh my God, he says all that I have done for this people. And so Nehemiah in this text makes a clear distinction between him and the other governors, the past governors. He wasn't using his authority to um, be selfish. He was using his authority and power and even finances, resources to bless other people. And he was generous with his finances. Uh, this is an important aspect of servant leadership that we see not only in Jesus, but then uh, the apostle Paul uh, lived this out. Peter lived this out. In fact, Peter preached in first Peter chapter five, don't uh, use your authority to, to Lord over people, but to serve them. And so we know as Christians, it's a servant leadership. We see that. Well, how do we practically live that out in our Christian faith where we're generous and we're, we're able to uh, worship God through our finances, uh, we're able to serve people in this way. And one of the reasons why Nehemiah was able to serve is because this wasn't just a, a position for him. This was a lifestyle. He was worshiping God. He wasn't trying to do it for other people's attention. He says at the end of this, God, you remember these works that I did. I want to bless you, Lord. Verse 15, it says, but I did not do so because of the fear of the Lord. And you know, when you have the fear of the Lord, it can actually bring great benefit to your life. When you live for him and worship for him, when I'm talking about being generous, I'm talking about we do this and we're generous to be unto the Lord. Proverbs 15, 16 says, better is uh, a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure or trouble with it. And that's so true. We get so blessed when we fear the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom when we walk our faith out, actually having our faith cause action. Uh, it blesses our lives. And so for you, what does it look like to fear the Lord? What does that look like with finances? Uh, is money an idol for you? You know, the reason people were sinning in that day was because they didn't um, love God. They loved money. They had a lot of idols. This is why the walls were broken down. And Nehemiah was sent by God to restore these people, to build them up and to be a godly example. And he's an example in his leadership and in his life by this generous act of uh, giving finances. 
the Bible warns us as Christians to guard ourselves from the God of money and from possessions. Not that they are evil, but the love of money is evil. This is why Hebrews 13 uh, 5 says, keep your life free from the love of money. Our first Timothy 610 says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through uh, this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. So the first thing that we see is Nehemiah is generous with his finances. It's a very practical thing to love people with finances, to bless them. Uh, you know, people joke around, cash is king. And it's so true, right? Uh, the Bible exhorts us as Christians to be generous with our finances, to give tithes, which means a tenth of our income, to the place that we worship, to serve the kingdom of God. But then even to go above and beyond and give offerings, to be generous, not just to get to give 10% and have a check mark and say done, but to really steward the finances we have and use that for love and serving and blessing people. Listen to what Paul told uh, Timothy in first Timothy six seventeen through 19. He says, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty. That means prideful or arrogant in that way, nor to set their hopes in the uncertainty of riches, but set their hopes on God who richly provides for us with everything to enjoy. And so having a lot of money is not a bad thing. You can enjoy nice stuff, but we're to worship God with everything that we have. They are to do good. He continues to go on to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasures for themselves as good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Did you get that? It's truly a blessed life to give rather than just to receive. It's like what Paul reminded us. These are the words of Jesus. It's better to give than to receive. We as Christians actually can give our finances and honor God with resources that we have. That could be the words, time, talents we have, gifts, whatever it may be. In fact, Proverbs 3, nine says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, financial thing, and with the first fruits of your produce. Uh, it, may seem, uh, it may seem like contrary to what the American dream is and what people uh, are saying and what your flesh may be saying. But listen, it's the way of the kingdom. I love what Tim Keller said. He said, a lack of generosity refuses to acknowledge your assets that are, are your assets are not really yours, but God's. Have you recognized that God has gifted you with money and finances, that he's blessed you in this area? This is something that we need to understand that he has actually given us resources so that we can be a blessing to other people. And we should be generous. This isn't just a legalistic rule. Uh, the Bible talks about tithing and giving uh, before even the law came in, but even after the law and after the gospel, the new covenant, the Paul in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 really talks about how we should be responding to the gospel with, with, um, with more than just 10% with our whole lives, with everything we have, that, that we should excel in giving, 2 Corinthians 8, 7 tells us. It's like after you read those two chapters, uh, it's hard to argue the fact that we shouldn't only be giving 10%. We should be giving everything for the gospel and be praying and asking God and seeking his heart of what can we give to bless, to serve, to love. You see, God knows our hearts and he provides for us generously. You can't outgive God. Uh, God is may not give you a dollar back for a dollar that you give, but he will bless your life when you live a generous life. Timothy, uh, Paul told Timothy, this is really true life. It's a living a generous life. 
Um, C.S. Lewis said this, I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I'm afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. We're to give sacrificially unto worship unto the Lord. And um, God will enrich us as we do. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, One gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Jesus said, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. 2 Corinthians nine eleven says, You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. And so we're just to be generous in every way. And a practical thing we could do that is with our finances. So as we sacrificially give, the Lord rewards us so much more than finances because we are blessed when we obey him and serve him. Missionary um, J. Hudson Taylor said, God wants you to have something far better than riches and gold, and that is helpless dependence upon him. You know, when I give my first fruits tithe and when I live a sacrificial life and giving generously, I got to trust God to provide to pay my bills, to give me wisdom. I have to sacrifice and not go out as much and do these certain things and, and manage my finances as well. But God says that's the that's a great way because you could depend on him and you could see your money stretch. You could see God's hand provide for you. He's a great provider. And we're blessed to see God show up as God in our finances as we offer them over unto him to the Lord. And so that's what Nehemiah did. He served with his finances, people, blessed people, but he did that unto worship unto the Lord. And this posture is in leading and godly leadership, but it also just should be in the heart of a Christian because we've responded to the gospel. And because our God is generous and gave his only son that we can have eternal life, man, we're made in his image and we thrive when we actually walk out this generosity. He, uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five says, whoever brings blessing will be enriched and the one who waters will himself be watered uh, we'll end there that's a beautiful proverb it's amazing how when you live this life it actually brings joy peace uh, just a blessing in your life and so i hope that you learn this lesson not just from uh, a, a podcast or a live youtube video but that you practice it that you give generous generously. Ask God how you can worship him through your finances. If you uh, aren't giving to your local church, man, start giving to the kingdom, giving to people in need. Pray, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. And uh, man, you will be blessed. You will not be disappointed because it is better to give than to receive. And when we serve people, man, we're doing a great thing, having the mind of Christ, and we will be rewarded for eternally and even right now, knowing these principles are true and God will meet us for all of our needs. So God bless you guys. Hope that helped. And uh, man, just blessed to be able to be reminded of these truths as I'm just in God's word sharing it. Uh, again, that was from the E Leaders episode. There's more, more quotes, more scripture. I go in depth a little bit more. If you want to check it out, uh, feel free to do that at eeleaders.com. But wanted to pass that uh, principle on to you. Thank you guys so much. I know that we have a very generous church. And the reason why I'm able to teach all these Bible studies podcasts and have uh, the ministry that we do is because people and their generosity. So, man, if you contribute to this ministry, the church, whatever it may be, your local church at certain ministries and missionaries, keep it up. Keep going. Keep giving. God knows your heart. Uh, and he uh, just, man, he's honored as you give your wealth and your first fruits to him. So God bless you guys. We'll talk to you in the next video.